0: To All My Demon Children, a Quest Friends Halloween special where we are doing just another podcast, but on our feed. I am here with Aaron Catano Saez from All My Fantasy Children. Indeed. A world building character creation podcast. Hello there, Aaron.
1: Hi. I'm <laughs> very excited to be doing this. I am I love making silly characters and then realizing halfway through that this is actually good and then we deep dive into it
0: <laughs> yeah if that isn't the way all world building happens you make something silly and then suddenly it's not anymore <laughs> yeah yeah so what we're going to be doing today is pretty much what aaron does every it's weekly right
1: yeah sometimes <laughs>
0: <laughs> you know when you can
1: uh when you, when we can make it weekly we can but we always have a strong policy of life comes first so if you can't make the episode You know, it's not pay for content, it's free, so we do it based on a life-if-life-allows-it program.
0: All right, so in that case, what we're going to do today is what Aaron does every episode. That's just another way of phrasing it. (laughs) It's a good way of phrasing it. (laughs) What Aaron does every episode, where we are going to take a listener prompt, and we are going to spin it into a fully fleshed-out character. Dang right. And because we don't have a world right now or a main campaign world to create things in, we are actually going to embellish a little bit more on that Halloween world that we have explored in the past two episodes. So we'll discuss the prompt. And then from there, we'll talk a little bit about what we know about the world of the Damon Saloon so far, and then we'll move on from there. Sick. I'm very excited. So we took two prompts today and we're going to meld them together. Our prompts come from Eddie f 19 Eddie Feely on Twitter, who gave us multiple prompts, and the ones we're going to use today are Wrong Mailman and Final Dad. Love it. Are these the same men? Are they different men? We, we don't know. So before we discuss the Wrong Mailman and or the Final Dad, uh, let's talk a little bit about the world as has been established in the past Damon Saloon episodes. So the Damon Saloon is, as one might guess, a saloon. It exists within this foggy forest known as Tremaine Bluffs. Now, Tremaine Bluffs has a whole bunch of lore established with it, which we aren't going to discuss, because that lore was in a series of Halloween episodes that were never released. So really all we know about it so far is that it is some spooky woods that people just find themselves in. It's one of those woods you don't know how you got there, and you definitely don't know how to get out. Within these woods is the Damon Saloon. The Damon Saloon is owned by a man named Victor Damon. He is a vampire man of indeterminate power. Over the course of our episodes, he has been able to stop episodes and directly talk to the audience. He has directly talked to me and forced me to change the canon of the fiction. But at the same time, he has been surprised by certain events that have happened, and he definitely got trounced by like a level three spell in his first appearance. So what he can do and can't do hasn't really been established. Some things we do know, though, is that his world exists different from the canon. He appears every Halloween or close to Halloween on a yearly basis, and he seems to understand the flow of time similar to how we do. He seems to have understood that it has been a year since his last appearance. However, those who come in are following their own timeline. Like, I think chronologically, the timeline for characters between the first two Damon episodes is, I want to say it's like a week or two weeks at the most. It's not a whole lot of time. Other things we know about Victor and his saloon is he seems to, at least in the first one, he had some sort of weird lesson he wanted to teach everyone. Questionable whether or not that was actually a useful lesson, but he tried. He has at least one assistant named Ben, who is a goblin who works in his big tower And he's got just a series of generic Western medieval fantasy kind of folks, which will now have a wrong mailman and or a final dad added to it. Excellent. And yeah, that's pretty much all we know. That's honestly a pretty long summary for two episodes worth of lore. (laughs) But we're going to add another one that may or may not appear next year. We'll see. But we're going to flesh it out a little bit nonetheless.
1: Yes, we are. So we're kind of going to run this in the vein of All My Fantasy Children, which is kind of going to be we discuss ideas that we have off the top of our heads and combine these ideas and kind of form little details one at a time. We're going to roll a snowball and eventually it'll pick up some steam and become a giant snowman or a dad (laughs) or a mail carrier. So, yeah, what are your I'll ask you, what are your initial thoughts about? um, Let's start with uh, the wrong mailman. Like, what's the first thing you think of?
0: So my first thought when I think of wrong mailman is I think about how everybody in the Damon Saloon, Tremaine Bluffs, and by everybody, I mean our party members who have gone there twice, has gone there by mistake. It is not someplace people go intentionally. So I'm really focusing on the word wrong there. And how having someone who is wrong, a mailman who should not be there, who is at the wrong address, is somehow fitting for a place like this is somehow right if that makes sense
1: okay so it is it is a male person that is a mailman that shows up at the Damon saloon yes yes and who was not supposed to so initially that to me is very horror movie you know the pizza delivery driver shows up at the address and is like hello like the very driving up to dracula's castle but to deliver the mail you know and you're like wow it, it says it's 666 you know uh vampire drive uh, I don't know. I'm just here to deliver it. Like someone delivering a package to Dracula's castle is my first thought, but it's the wrong address. Something got fudged on the ledger, something got fudged, and they have to now deliver a package, perhaps, to the Damon Saloon, aka, you know, for metaphorical reasons, Dracula's castle.
0: Absolutely. Which now has me thinking, you know, the Damon Saloon exists outside of... The universe, essentially, you know, it, it is crossing across it's like a pocket universe. Yeah, because it's, it's crossing across multiple universes. Like it hasn't interacted with our season two universe yet, but it will. OK. And so my first thought is, you know, it's a mistake to him. It's his wrong mailman. Is it a mistake to Victor? Or I guess what I'm thinking in a more general sense is where does Victor get his mail from? Like, is he ordering delivery from across the multiverse so we can just get what he wants my initial thought is yes
1: because if you said it exists outside of kind of like uh once it exists in all universes kind of right yeah if we're thinking multiverse and there's a place that's kind of like a nexus point and it's the Damon saloon (laughs) that means that yes you could get mail delivered from across the universe and unfortunately for these mail carriers it is a one it's a one-way trip do they ever come back you know, you get your mail delivered and then you just pull from another universe to get another package. But it's not like they can do they ever leave is what I'm saying.
0: That's a good point, because, yeah, in our previous episodes, the only characters who had left were, you know, main party characters or directly related to them. And they had to they had to fulfill some quest in the first episode. They had to I forget the details. It was something like they had to basically experience through each other's souls mm-hmm. Yes, they had the body swap. And in the second one, they defeated a threat that was threatening the multiverse. And you could argue that that was essentially some sort of test that was set up. But if as you had set up, these mailmen are by virtue delivering to the wrong address. Yes, they can't get to the address they're going to have to deliver to. No. And so they can't really unless Victor intentionally sets something up, they can't really get back. He just has a building full of mailmen.
1: Yes. So, so w- yes. Essentially, <laughs> what I'm what I'm getting from this is if you are a male person and you're delivering your mail to the Damon Saloon, you're exiting your you're being basically pulled into the space beyond universes and to accidentally, you know, you arrive at the castle or the the saloon. The only way to get out is by basically imagine if a mail carrier was going through Castlevania every goddamn time. <laughs> and so, like, not everyone comes out, but. That is why. So what I'm suggesting, if I can make a big pitch, you can shoot it down if you'd want. Yeah, no, no, go ahead. That the wrong, the wrong, what is it, the wrong mailman? Yeah, the wrong mailman. The wrong mailman delivers, you know, this is the first, this is the first person to ever be pulled into, the first male person to be pulled into the Damon Saloon, the first courier to ever cross through the Damon Saloon and goes through the Castlevania thing and finishes it, gets out, because they are indeed, This is also perhaps the final dad.
0: That's what I was I was thinking as well. Like if we if we've brought up this idea that you have all these mail carriers who are getting stuck. Yes. I'm trying to think of what if there was somebody who became the dedicated mail person, you know, the the dedicated mail carrier who gets into this dangerous, harrowing job. Yeah and likes it. Yes. And like feels they're, they're, they were made for this. Exactly. This was
1: their destiny. Like I'm imagining this person is just like, you know, has their earbuds in, is delivering the mail, gets pulled into Victor Damon's saloon and is like very cliche. The Damon saloon I'm imagining is like on a cliff, lightning is crashing, the camera pans, and we see their back of this male person and they're looking off into it as if they're about to enter Castlevania. And they, they shine a, a little quick smirk as if, you think this is gonna stop me? It's almost like Victor Damon fucked with the wrong mail carrier because I was made to go through dungeons <laughs> and puzzles. I, this is what I was oh, i I this is just my job, but I'm basically Simon fucking Belmont from the Castlevania series, and I am ready to wreck <laughs> house. Like, this is the final day. Like, I'm gonna be back to see my kids. I'm gonna be through this castle in an hour. And then eventually. Perhaps some kind of synergy, some partnership, some symbiosis is formed between the two entities, Victor Damon and this final dad. This just becomes their gig of every single delivery smashes through the perils of the Damon Saloon, (laughs) delivers a package in his home to be the best dad in the world.
0: And has been established. (laughs) I just feel bad. The door thing is what really gets to me, because in the first Damon Saloon episode, one of the characters had an ability called fling. Mm hmm. And Victor Damon, he has lots of little goblins who work for him. Ben isn't the only one. But just like the final dad is the only mare carrier who makes it through. I have a feeling Ben is the only goblin who makes it through because in that first episode, someone used fling on the door. Yeah. And just crushed all of the other goblins. Oh, no. (laughs) Just completely. And let's say they, they go on sick leave or something like that. But now I'm just imagining like, have you ever played a Castlevania game? yeah i played a little bit and i played a lot of the spiritual successor that came out a few years ago
1: yes 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 so you know how if you change screens and reload in the enemies respawn yes i'm feeling it's a very that vibe at the Damon saloon (laughs) where every time the wrong that's why it's like I think the wrong mailman is from a point of view of the goons of the Damon Saloon who are like, oh no, we fucked with the wrong mailman. (laughs) I love it. Where they're getting rocked and he is also the final dad because he's just, you know, he's just got kids and he's got to head home after his shift. And that's, that's just what happened. When Victor Damon, you know, needs an electric toothbrush delivered, in comes the only motherfucker who can handle the Damon Saloon in like an hour and be back to watch Dancing with the Stars with their children. And that's the final dad. And then to his kids and to him, he's a final dad. But to the goons of the Damon Saloon, to the Medusa heads that, you know, and the goblins and all like the peons, that's the wrong mailman. Oh no. <laughs> you almost hear like, or ding dong. You're like, oh shit, it's the wrong mailman. Like that's <laughs> what I'm imagining. And then everybody is like, battle stations, battle stations. <laughs> all because this person wants to deliver a toothbrush. <laughs> And it's just carving through this dungeon, this keep. And then it's like, here's your toothbrush, Victor.
0: <laughs> and like just exits. I'm, out I'm glad that he's just he's just from Texas. <laughs> he's, yeah, he's just a
1: guy. He's just a dude who has this otherworldly power. That's just, this is just his motherfucking day job. I'm just trying to collect my paycheck, go home, <laughs> hang out with my family. I don't do this for glory. I find no joy in killing these goons and destroying these like little peons just what i gotta do to deliver this package
0: takes pride in his work so now now that you're saying this <coughs> i figured out what the plot of next year's halloween special is going to be now that we have a party member and i think this may give us a better idea of what the final dad is like because i'm just imagining did you ever watch the rankin bass movie a year without a santa claus i have not wait the year without a santa claus yeah is
1: that the one with Heat Miser and Snow
0: Miser? Yeah, that's the one with Heat Miser and Snow Miser. Yes,
1: yes, I, yes, I do. The know one where that.
0: Santa just gets sick, yes. and and can't do the job. Now I'm just imagining, and, and this will probably be the Halloween special next year. I'm just imagining what happens when the final dad gets sick. Oh no, you gotta do that job, and someone else needs to make the delivery, and you gotta go through Castle
1: Fucking Vania <laughs> just to to do the, such a menial task. And if you weren't made for it, you are essentially the wrong mailman because you are not designed for this job. This motherfucker, I feel like what is this person's name? Can we name the final dad?
0: Yes, we can.
1: Best dad, like you know, has a has a bracelet that just says best dad ever, like that their kids made and it's like, you know, just little beads.
0: All I can think of because I was like what is what what is like a a name that fits that. And my my first thought was just Hank.
1: Okay, but can their last name be something ridiculously fantasy vampire hunter? Absolutely um hmm, what's let's let's brainstorm some vampire castle words i have like steak uh garlic moonlight there's you know whip fang spear oh something with the sun because the sun blows away vampires right oh that's a good one yeah yeah yeah. so definitely something like with a sun imagery in there oh uh, uh, okay um hank bright dawn (laughs) (laughs) i like that hank bright dawn it's like everyone like you know But, you know, Victor Damon is someone who I don't think would tell the underlings that they ordered something.
0: Oh, absolutely not. He he would never. It
1: becomes just a living nightmare of you hear the doorbell. You know how dogs sometimes go like absolutely bananas when the doorbell (laughs) rings? It's very much that because the goons know what fucking time it is. And it's like, oh, no, it's Hank Brighton. You just ordered something, Victor. No, is it the twice in one week? i just
0: respond i just respond i just imagine victor being like i i i I don't know just like in his vampire voice you know i
1: at the last minute i had to order (laughs) like you know at the oh no same day delivery like that kind of
0: like click oh god like you just
1: hear from the other someone overhears (laughs) <laughs> here. Oh, shit. Like everyone grabbing their weapons and like standing at the door, sweating, you know, goblins in their armor, just dripping with sweat, <laughs> shaking and trembling. <laughs> it's fucking coming. Hank is coming. And Hank is very <laughs> impartial to this whole experience. I feel like like Hank is just very. It's just his job. Yeah. He's just whistling while he works. Car- what is what we- <laughs> I have a very important question for you. What weapon does Hank use to carve through legions? While like texting, like, can't wait to see your faces. Daddy's almost home
0: <laughs> from work. While like, oh, <laughs> it's gotta be, it's got, it's gotta be single hand. Of course. Cause my, God, gotta text. My, my, my first thought is like, and we can probably embellish from this. My first thought is like, my first thought was just gun. <laughs> and all I can think of is like, no, we can't do better than a gun. <laughs> have, have you ever seen? <laughs> supernatural no i have not but i'm gonna google this what's the image that i'm googling so they, they have a cult in the tv show supernatural that can basically kill demons and it's only has eight shots but it keeps getting more every single time oh the cult hold on let me see ah so it's just a fucking gun <laughs> no
1: i feel like I know we can i feel like we can do better than just a fucking gun just fucking sh- I don't want the visual <laughs> of Hank rolling up and literally going postal on the Damon Saloon.
0: Okay. Alright. Let me let me look up weird weapons.
1: Or I mean I'm thinking very vampire hunter weaponry.
0: Like what's a traditional
1: vampire hunter weapon that isn't Simon Belmont's fucking whip?
0: That isn't a whip or a stake.
1: Yeah. Is it barehanded? Is this person using like uh you know fist weapons? You know, do they have like a uh, cestus or whatever it's called? Uh, a cestus. I have to, uh, let me look that up. I think that's c e s t u s. I've I've used those in online g- games before. Yeah, it's just fucking gloves. <laughs>
0: it's just work gloves. Oh, the, the lion. I can see like one with like a lion face on it. Yes, he's just so.
1: This is a martial artist. This is someone who's like bare knuckle brawling through the castle.
0: Absolutely. Can, can we add a little little addition to this weapon, though? Absolutely. Because there, there was something I, I wanted to pitch. So and I can see it could like fit on the tongue of this like little lion thing I'm seeing mm-hmm. is because when you said same day delivery, <laughs> all I could think of is like those drones that Amazon wants to use for delivery. Yes. They just put the package in. And so now all I can think of is drone dog. OK. Just like a hunting dog that someone would go with. Oh, I like it. So he has
1: a buddy. So Hank is not alone.
0: Yeah, Hank has a buddy. And like, so I was imagining like part of the weapon could be within the weapon. There's just he puts it up to his mouth and he whistles in and and the dog knows it's, it's time to go.
1: Can I make a pitch then? Because what we're making is essentially like Hank doesn't know he's a legendary vampire hunter and he just never pursued that path. So I'm thinking this is like a familiar that's been bound to him his entire life. But he just kind of treats it like a fucking dog. (laughs) Like this is something that could like help him kill Dracula if he wanted. Like he is Simon Belmont. If Simon Belmont was like, no, I just want to have like kids and work and have an honest living. But he has all the accoutrement of like he can learn magic if he wants. He has a spectral dog familiar, like has all these has basically a summon. But it's just like, oh, yeah. And I walk it every morning and, you know, I give it treats and it lays on the couch with me. That's that's the visual that I'm getting for it.
0: Can the dog have a name that's ridiculous, like a very fantasy name? Oh, absolutely. Because when you said summon, my first thought was like, you know, you go to bed, I I make sure all the lights are off. I read bedtime stories to the kids. I Mm -hmm. speak the forbidden words to make sure the dog (laughs) stays around. (laughs) Yeah. I have to, you know, I
1: I make the contract with the dog so that it stays for another couple hours before I go to bed. It's all very like he lives a vampire hunter lifestyle all without vampire hunting. He's just he just goes to work. You know, he takes a shit, puts his pants on like everybody else one at a time. You know, he is. He's just a dude.
0: However, he's a vampire (laughs) hunter. I, I thought of a few things. So I was looking back at the prompts we had. Mm hmm. And so the word just Pandora appeared on my thing. When thinking of sun words, I also thought of Helio, Ooh. which isn't a full name, but it sounds like a dog name almost. What is it? Helio was
1: the name. OK, that's an incredible dog name and it's the sun. So this is wonderful because, of course, it's called Helio because he's, he's literally designed to kill vampires, <laughs> but he doesn't. That's the very specific thing. He has never killed a vampire, Hank. Hank Bright Dawn. Hank has only card through like the, the it, it's as if you play Castlevania, get to the door before the final boss and turn the console off <laughs> and then leave. Walk back out the front door like Victor Damon is like on the computer and would get absolutely rolled by Hank Bright Dawn. But Hank Bright Dawn's like packages here mr damon and then
0: <laughs> leaves <laughs> like, well, he, his quest like all vampire hunters is to get to the vampire like that that is his, still his goal yes so he's not that off at all he no, just
1: he just doesn't finish the, he just doesn't do any of the violent stuff till victor damon anyway absolutely I think he just thinks that like he's there to deliver a package and he doesn't think that Victor Damon is like a bad person or a vampire or anything. He's like, God damn, why is everybody jumping me as soon as I <laughs> enter this castle? <laughs> Jesus Christ. Like I'm just getting, I get absolutely jumped every time I show up to this place, whatever. Like, you know, ow, you hit me first.
0: I'm going to come here. Fuck. <laughs> <laughs> just a slap across the face
1: yeah and i imagine like his work he essentially thinks of the what's his weapon we need a name for this weapon
0: okay so we got we got hank bright dawn his dog is helio um it's called hmm can they be called uh, the Lightbringers
1: the Lightbringer Gauntlets <laughs> the Lightbringer Gauntlet but they're just his work gloves like he uses them to like open the back of his truck but they're a legendary holy weapon I guess oh, yeah. yeah
0: it reminds me like those gloves that you use for um that you sometimes put on when you're doing yard work so you don't get splinters and stuff yes, they
1: have paint on the hand they're like blue on the hand <laughs> he has painted them he's like god these fucking gauntlets don't have any grip on them i can't do any of my work so the lightbringer gauntlets have actually like blue paint on the bottom of them to help with his grip absolutely absolutely he is he has custom he has modified them to be more like work gloves he's done
0: the thing where you like drill he's drilled a little hole in it so he can just <laughs> hang it on the wall and like when he did yes. <laughs> you know spirits of the damned like thousands of them poured out but like he didn't notice he just hung it on the wall yeah he just threw- Daddy, daddy, and he get hold on. Let me take my work gloves off before I give you a hug. Just
1: throws like <laughs> this weapon against the wall. They slide into a bin. <laughs> you hear just a faint scream. Just <gasps> <gasps> comes out of the tra- the laundry bin. I love Hank Bright Dawn so much. I love that he's just he's just uh, just a person, but he's so much more. He is the <laughs> he is the final day.
0: <laughs> I'm just imagining like like the kid for show and tell. <laughs> Like in f- in 5K, do they bring the glove? Do they bring the dog? Bring my dad to work day? Bring your
1: dad to work day. What are your dad? I'm a delivery person. Holy shit. You're like the most jacked human being I've ever seen in my life. Uh, yeah, I guess I stay in shape and stuff like that. What do you do? Oh yeah. And I wear these cool gloves. He like punches his palm and like this beam of light comes out and blinds the class, pushes their hair back. Like, whoa, <laughs>
0: This is Helio. This is my dog. <laughs> this school hamster was never the same after that.
1: <laughs> the school hamster was imbued with like divine power that day. You know who would go on after that to go on adventures because, of course, like Hank has the has like you know what is is classified typically as like divine abilities. So like if you know he shakes the you know the the, the teacher was feeling sick that day. Hank shakes his hand and is like, "Hey, good morning." Immediately the illness is cured and he lives 10 additional years onto his lifespan. Hank is just overall like the
0: greatest paladin who's ever. Lived. I'm just imagining, like, in his regular everyday life. He's just a guy who's accidentally creating Monster-the-week scenarios, but they always happen after he leaves.: Yeah, of course. Of course. That's why I mean
1: he is he is the final dad. There will <laughs> there will never be a dad like him that comes out. Whoever I mean whoever inherits the Lightbringer gauntlets will be
0: close, but this is not the same. It's not the same. Hank is Hank's the guy. I'm trying to imagine one time where because Victor Damon has at least in the episodes he's appeared in, he he's been a friendly guy. You know, mm-hmm. pretty a pretty friendly vampire. I'm trying to think of like one time he actually invited. Hank in, like just to just to hang out and be a pal before he goes back. And it was just incredibly awkward. And it's never happened again.
1: (laughs) Well, awkward from who was it? Was Victor awkward or was uh, Hank awkward?
0: I I feel like. So I feel like Hank would start it because I feel like Hank would be like, you know, it's I'm just doing my job, stuff like that. Thinking of, you don't get you don't get personal with the customers. No,
1: no. I just want to go home. Like, can I do like the longer I'm here, the less I get to be at my house type thing. <laughs> and Victor Damon, I think like invited him in is like, oh, Sudan, Sudan. And he's like, OK wow it's a very impressive collection of baubles (laughs) cool can't wait to get the fuck out
0: of here because like he's he's a legend to everyone else there and like victor when when he invites someone into his saloon it's it's a big deal they get a whole episode devoted to that yeah but like if it's longer than the cold open for the adventure of hank's life it's it's
1: too long there i could not agree more where it's like, oh, uh did not sign up for this, but, uh oh, wow, a lovely kitchen you have, I, I guess. Wow, this is very interesting. Oh, you have a slideshow to show me? <laughs> oh, wow, yeah, I'll sit. And he's, like, checking his phone the whole time, and Victor Damon is like, are you interested? And he's like, oh, yeah, 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 sorry, I was just texting, uh, checking Twitter, uh, yeah. there's drama going on. I, I like to follow the drama, uh, you know, anyway.
0: Yeah, Victor's just sitting there like, this is the time Misha Javis ate an entire Kalzoon. They stopped a spider cloud from destroying an entire future planet. Hank is like, his subtext is, oh
1: my God, I don't fucking care. Oh my God. You know, I've started a podcast about it. <laughs> Victor Taman asks Hank if he wants to guest <laughs> on his show and he has the awkward moment of, I'm actually just really busy. No, you don't even need a mic. You don't even need a microphone. You can just... No, I, 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 I'd be... That's really great. I'm just really busy. I, I know your delivery, routes. You're actually not busy. <laughs> you only come... You have one place to go.
0: Yeah. And this all started when Victor intentionally bought something to give to Hank as a gift. Yes, of course. <laughs> as a delivery. It was like... <laughs> he wanted to hand deliver
1: him something. Oh, I actually have something for you, too. And Hank is like, okay. (laughs) he is very like something that it always annoys me about the cliche vampire is that they expect everyone to be excited to see them or like interested in them. (laughs) Like they enter a room and are like, hello, sit down, uh," you know, and like are like the hostess with the mostest type thing. I always imagine someone being like, dude, I don't fucking care. Like, (laughs) ah, welcome to my cat. Where are you going? Like that kind of thing. Oh, the bathroom is right over. Okay, you already found it. Okay? <laughs> uh, anyway, welcome. They have like Hank for most of their conversation still had his earbuds in. <laughs> oh, what? Oh, I'm sorry. What? Oh, the, you see this castle is that? Sorry. What? Hold on. Opens Spotify very slowly. <laughs> it's pause. All right, go ahead. Uh, well, no, it's not the same now. <laughs> okay. <laughs> just ruins all that charisma that whole victor damon spark just wasted on hank hank doesn't fucking care
0: oh god hank bright dawn you're my favorite human alive (laughs) just trying trying i'd say his best he's just doing what he needs to do just kind of you know from his perspective this is just like he thinks it's a great job
1: oh of course he's like this is this is easy like my job is super easy because this is the only job he's ever had (laughs) So he's like, I don't know, like it's physically demanding at times, but by and
0: by, by large, it's really not that bad. Hank Bright Dawn joined the postal service, but then with a, a random incident, gave him the powers of the gods. I think
1: he, was he born with it or is this something that like, you know, wh- OK, question for you. Did he inherit this power from the postmaster that came before him or was he just born to be Hank Brighttower vampire hunter?
0: I really like the inheritance and the, the reason I like it is because when it comes to like, you know, someone has the ability to gain fantastical powers. Yeah. I've always seen the approach done one of two ways. Either, you know, the, the typical approach like the Green Lantern, I'm going to take this and live up to it. Or, you know, you see the approach of people who who see that and they're like, nope, nope, not my thing. Nope, absolutely not. Let's keep walking. And they actively try to avoid it. Yes. This runs the really fun middle ground of i will accept this
1: but i don't want this yeah
0: i'm not gonna like act like it's a big deal you know yeah i don't want to live your (laughs) life i'm gonna do me uh
1: i don't know i'm just hanging like (laughs) can i give you a scene that pops into my head yes go ahead it's the first day on the job hank shows up to an undisclosed site like Undisclosed, obviously, it's given to Hank. It's like GPS coordinates, and it's like his first training day. Yeah. And when he gets there... There is a postmaster. She is wielding the Lightbringer gauntlets. She is beating back demons, and Hank is like, great. So he has, his, he has his earbuds on. He's checking his phone while she is battling demons, so he is not watching. Instead of, like, the Doom soundtrack, it's just Dolly Parton playing yeah, or it's something. Jolene, Jolene, <laughs> while he is just, she's, like, battling and battling, and he's like, God, where's, where's my trainer? I'm supposed to learn how to do this fucking goddamn. <laughs> and then this woman appears before him and is like... Hank writes on, thank God you're here. I don't have much time left. And he's like, oh, uh, do you have to clock out soon? And then she's like wounded and is like, here, take these. You're the only one who can deliver these packages and do what needs to be done to Victor Damon. And he's like, cool, deliver package to, he's half listening, <laughs> cool, deliver package to Victor Damon. Good, got, done, got it. Gets the gloves, is imbued with power. She fades away. <laughs> and he's like, all right, cool. <laughs> just drives up to Victor Damon's house and is like hello yeah I'm doing what needs to be done hey uh here's your like bathrobe that you delivered yeah,
0: yeah. Well, I it, just imagine like this isn't what I ordered but I like it so yeah. <laughs> cool where'd you say you worked for again <laughs> there's just a ton he's basically
1: the doom guy so there's just corpses everywhere in his wake And he's like, yeah, like all your friends tried to beat me up and like, I really didn't appreciate it. I didn't like what I had to do, but I did what had to be done. Anyway, uh, have a great day. Leaves goes home. (laughs) Then after that, Victor Damon was like,
0: interesting.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Now I have a question. Yeah. What is Hank Bright Dawn's weakness? Hank Bright Dawn's weakness. Like, is anything that can anything stop him or no? (laughs) Is he just, (laughs) he is a juggernaut of divine power and nothing can stop this train.
0: My first thought is... Well, well. Besides, you know, besides like the common cold, of course. Yeah, I mean, calling
1: out sick, Hank calling out sick with a conflict from his kids' parent-teacher conferences are the only thing that can <laughs> stop it. Like, response obligations to his family are the only things that can Hank stop Hank Bright Dawn. My daughter has a play. Sorry, <laughs> Mister uh, Damon. I won't be able to deliver your package. Please forgive me. <laughs> I. D- <laughs> There's nothing. So basically, he has no weakness except being a great dad. <laughs> it's what empowers him. The Lightbringer gauntlets, he is convinced sometimes that he's like, ah, man, I swear, the only thing getting me through these fights is the love of my children. It's like, no, dude, you have magic fucking gloves.
0: <laughs> I just, I, I imagine one day he gets like almost there, but then he gets a call from, you know, his daughter yep and he just like <laughs> he just hands it to one of the like medusa heads and is like hey can you sign for this i gotta go i'm sorry i gotta go i, I can't <laughs> i can't
1: reach mr damon uh can you sign for this puts the pen in the medusa head's mouth and the medusa <laughs> head just like scribbles something and he pushes it off and it floats away and he's like just gets in his car and goes home like they think he's there okay <laughs> do the henchmen know why he's there Do they know why this is happening? Or do they think that Simon Belmont is there to like kill Victor Damon (laughs) and they're protecting their boss?
0: So I think I think Victor never told anyone. (laughs) I think Ben figured it out. Okay, but he was never able to fully explain it to everyone else. Got it. So we've got two people who understand one who doesn't care and one who's desperately trying to break the cycle. Got it. I like that a lot. I like that a
1: lot. Let's see, what else can we talk about with the the big guy? I mean, honestly, I feel like we know Hank really well. Like I, I feel like we're in a really good place with Mr. Bright Tower. Yeah, Mr. Bright Dawn, right? Bright Dawn. Whoops, Mr. Bright Tower. With Mr. Uh, excuse me, Mr. Bright Tower is my fa- Mr. Bright Tower is my father's name. Call me Hank.
0: God, I, that parent-teacher conference. Just imagine that, though. Miss Fucking sitting there in the gym, having to address someone as Mr. Bright Dawn, please. Uh, Mr. Bright Dawn. Uh,
1: excuse me. Is the the father of Cynthia Bright Dawn here? <laughs> yeah, that's me. <laughs> Your daughter is doing incredible in class. I just wanted to give you really big congratulations on raising such a wonderful person. I appreciate that. (laughs) Just this, he's like, I imagine Hank is like, he doesn't look like a normal person. You know, like how, do you know how Gears of War people look? (laughs) like imagine that next to a normal human being we we're like good god you're huge And he's like he's
0: just a fridge a fridge of a man
1: <laughs> and he's like i am and they're like yeah you're really he has no idea how fucking juiced up he looks how powerful he is they're like wow you're in really great shape and he's like i don't know i don't work out i kind of just fucking look like this <laughs> yeah
0: he just like is you had mentioned workout earlier i just imagine he was like my dad was when i was a kid it's like you know two half-hour sessions of the Taibo VHS tapes a week.
1: Yeah, and he's he thinks that's the secret, is being (laughs) an absolute unit is just, oh, yeah, I just, I don't know, I I do my daily. He does that, you know that really amazing thing that some elderly people do where they walk and they just swing their arms as they walk? (laughs) Yes. He does five, he wakes up at 5 a.m. and takes a long walk and he does, like, calisthenics and he goes, that's my secret. And, like, you almost hear the souls of these, like, departed goblins being, like, For fuck's sake, it's your gloves! Oh my god. He's it's so frustrating because he thinks that like when he's destroying legions of goblins and stuff, he's like, why can't
0: you leave me alone and let me do my job? And like, you come here every week and do this, man! (laughs) I'm Now now for his morning walk, I'm imagining he he tried Victor Damon's podcast once. Once. And just never mentioned it because he didn't want to (laughs) be.
1: No, he, he, it never aired because it was such bad audio. (laughs) It was like, Victor Damon was like, I I can't post this. This is so bad. (laughs) He said so, it was so bad. He was like, so what do you like to do for fun, Hank? Grill. (laughs) Um, What do you like to grill? Food. Okay. Uh Okay. Let's hear a word from our sponsor. (laughs) Just it was just terrible. It was
0: terrible. Ah, God, I love it. All right. So I before we got into more tangents about Hank, I I I think you were segueing somewhere by saying we've talked enough about Hank. Well, I mean, I honestly think we're we're
1: at a good spot for Hank. Um, I want to ask, what is the source of power for what is like? You know, what is the source of power for the Lightbringer gauntlets? A brief history of, like, what the hell are these things? Is it a holy order that defies Victor Damon? Like, you know, fucking type thing? Like, you know, the Belmonts and shit like that?
0: Oh, I like that. So, because I was thinking, like, powers from outside the Damon Saloon, outside of Tremaine Bluffs, do work. Okay. As with, like, the fling story I mentioned earlier. But now I'm just imagining the order of people against Victor Damon. I'm imagining... The gauntlet is just part of a fucking exosuit, essentially. It's only one piece. That's spread across the multiverse. Oh my god. Could you imagine?
1: Hank, it's just a fraction. Just a fragment. Of his true potential. (laughs) If he were to get all... Okay, here's the thing. The reason why the uh, Lightbringer arsenal is scattered across the multiverse, because if one person were to assemble it they would have enough power to either bring the multiverse together into one or collapse it all. I love it. So it's scattered through the multiverse because one person cannot wield this. It's clearly way too much power. And if they could, they could like basically reshape reality to fit their will. And it's too much. And that's why it was scattered. I think one person did wield it at one point. And once they've someone like, you know, the Avengers basically figured out how to defeat this person, they're like, (laughs) fuck this. We got to flush all these five pieces down the fucking toilet and scatter them to the
0: multiverse. Absolutely. Because like (laughs) I choose to believe that at least one of the one of the pieces is just buried in someone's backyard, somewhere here in in this universe, because oh, of course, yeah, because Victor Damon has addressed the fourth wall. So if all the pieces are assembled, I mean, that's us too. <laughs> yeah, that, absolutely. That that means
1: that like there is something in our world. You know, there is a piece that they could be right under your nose and you'd never know it. And if you got it, you kind of would never know because perhaps they're all pretty simple looking. Yeah, like the Lightbringer gauntlets might just look like you know simple little work gloves. With like a beautiful lion on them. And so he's like, ooh, got a nice pair of work gloves. And they they never wear out. Like, it's great. I've never had to replace them. Saving a lot of money. Meanwhile, they're supplying him with godlike power.
0: I imagine each of these would be the origin for a plot of an entire role playing adventure. No question. There is absolutely no question in my mind. <laughs> like the helmet, the socks.
1: Yep. I, they, they they are as simple as that where it's like, you know, the necktie. <laughs> <laughs> the necktie of might. <laughs> yes, I, I love it very much.
0: Yeah, so were were they made for Victor Damon? Because the thing is, Victor Damon does have godlike powers, but also no powers. But he, he's just chilling out. So is it one of those scenarios where he, he was scary in the past? Or is it things like he's just assembling, before he got Hank, he was just assembling mail carriers. So he's doing casually horrifying things like that. Or is it just someone is basically doing the cosmic equivalent of a one-star Yelp review.
1: Yes, to all. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, I believe that yes, to all of that. It is a one-star Yelp review. It is to defy Victor Damon. It is, if it's the multiverse, that means people have been using them for different purposes based on what universe they're in, based on their needs. True. Because they're all scattered all over the world.
0: Absolutely, yeah. So
1: like, you know, if the person who used them in like the Dark Ages buried in my fucking courtyard in my apartment in Brooklyn. You know, that just means like, I don't know, they fought in New York at one point or like, I don't know, he just died holding the fucking socks of might, you know, but it depends. But I I do think that I kind of just like the silliness of these things being these are the things that can defy Victor Damon's power because he's pretty fucking strong.
0: Yeah, absolutely. But they're
1: rarely used for the purpose of trying to kill Victor Damon.
0: You know what I mean? absolutely it's like uh, for example let's let's say we have because we, we, we we've got the gauntlet of light so you said socks of might right the gauntlet of
1: light <laughs> light gauntlet the socks of might the necktie of uh
0: the graviton necktie Ooh, that's a good one um uh the hmm see because the, the reason i say that is because i'm imagining like the person who gets the socks is just wearing them because they just they never get wet yes which is just a side effect of their cosmic power of course they're perfect but it's just like my favorite pair of socks they never get wet i hate yeah. when, i hate when my shoes get wet they feel amazing
1: like- oh <laughs> fantastic yeah the best thing about the socks of might is kind of just that they're really good like i would like right now i'm wearing uh uh what do you call like um wool hiking socks yeah oh yeah yeah. like you know and they they never get wet and you know they never they rarely stink things like that i would i'm like god these things are
0: fucking cosmic they're so wonderful they keep you warm unless it's too hot outside in which case they breathe wonderfully
1: yes and so like yeah i could imagine me thinking like i might have the socks of might on right fucking now and never know it that is my logic here
0: personally that's that's amazing everyone like half of these are people just living their lives
1: i like that a lot it lends itself to the story trope of like ordinary people wielding incredible power but like they are and just don't know it
0: yeah it is incredibly rare for someone to actually use these to become a hero or a a, a cosmic villain
1: completely yeah it's a, it just doesn't happen it's it's so rare <laughs> i love every there are so many hanks out there and maybe throughout the multi if you said we said at the beginning that Victor Damon is pulling mail carriers through the multiverse. Perhaps this happens often. It's not just Hank. It is all of the people who wield all of the mail carriers throughout the multiverse who are wielding this show up to his house and wreck shit.
0: So I was thinking about that, but but inverted a little bit instead of just mail carriers. He is Victor Damon is assembling each of the pieces of this magnificent suit of armor but instead of assembling them for different purposes he is just basically assembling different people with different jobs like yes the the glasses of true sight or whatever is being used by a pizza delivery driver who can always drive super fast and safe because they can see where the road is going. Yes. So he uses that person when he's, you know, I'm just really, I'm really hankering for a pizza. I want a churro real badly right now. Love it. They're just his food delivery driver. I think that is fantastic. That ordinary people
1: are basically, it is like the Avengers before the movie started (laughs) where they're just separate entities like existing and doing incredible things. So I I'm a big fan.
0: Their Avengers moment is when Victor is actually holding like a big cosmic party that he needs like catering and food for. That's their Avengers moment. Love it. I love it very much.
1: I love this now this entire cinematic universe that's been created around <laughs> in the true spirit of all my children, the multi this incredible universe has been created around wrong mailman and final dad.
0: <laughs> and it's it's one that like this Podcast big campaigns will only touch tangentially on. Of
1: course, that that is the true spirit of the fucking all of my fantasy children. Where it's <laughs> this never comes up again.
0: <laughs> A world beyond what we will spend four, eight years building so much bigger in this one episode, and you were here to experience it.
1: You're goddamn right. <laughs>
0: Well, I think since we've been segwaying to talking about how this is like all my fantasy children, I I'm good wrapping up here and talking a little bit about that show. Unless you have.
1: No, I feel it's a great place to, uh, I feel like it's a great place to close is on our multi and on our multiverse being wrapped up. We tied up all our loose ends, feel really good about where we're at. And that's when you go, you know, that's a wrap on that. That's, <laughs> a, that's a wrap on Hank, uh, Hank Brighton. Hank Brighton. Damn, damn. <laughs>
0: But if folks don't want to wait a year to hear your voice again as Victor Damon, and if they want more of this character creation world building stuff, where where can they experience more of that? Yeah. Um I
1: host a character creation podcast that we've been talking about a lot. It's a world building podcast. It's improvisational that I host with Jeff Stormer, called All My Fantasy Children. You can find us on the One Shot Podcast Network. You can find us on Twitter at AMFC underscore podcast. Uh, So go to OneShotPodcast.com and check us out there. You can find us on every hosting platform available. But yeah, we pretty much do what we did today, where we take a listener submitted prompt, spin it into an original fantasy concept or character weapon or detail, and we use that to populate an entire fantasy world that over the course of five years, we have called fantasy, and it's got its own mythology, its lore, its magic system, all that we kind of make up on the spot. It's been a fucking, it's been a hoot. And I, I love it very much. Clearly, this it's so fun. And so and you end up kind of with like dope shit because you're I've always found that like uh, you're so relaxed doing it in this style where you're just like flinging whatever like sticks at the wall. You don't have inhibitions and you're not trying to make something cool. And so things are kind of coming organically that are like, whoa, 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 that actually is kind of dope. Yeah. Like Hank at the end, we're like, <laughs> OK, Hank is Hank's a pretty cool character, actually. <laughs> <laughs> and I love it. So, yeah. If you like what you heard, check out all my fantasy children um, and yeah, listen in and we'll, you know, and I'll hang out on your ears. <laughs> just like Victor wanted to just like Victor intended just as Victor intended. <laughs> well, yeah.
0: Thanks. Thanks so much for joining us, uh, Aaron. Yeah. If you really like that, feel free to uh, ch- check that out. I'll have a link to all my fantasy children in the description. It is incredibly good show. And Aaron, Aaron is right. They naturally get to some very cool places. I've listened to a fair few episodes and I was just like every time I was like, wow, they make they make real cool stuff. I'm curious how we're going to get there. Yeah, and we did. And we did love it. And then, of course, if you enjoyed Victor Damon, we've got two episodes already of him causing problems and we'll have another one in a year. Dang. But I hope you hang out you know the rest of the year too and you're on our podcast feed you know i'm gonna cut all this because if you're on our podcast feed you already listen to quest friends so like keep doing that but go (laughs) listen to all my fantasy (laughs) children which you might not do if you're listening to this feed and you should you should (laughs) it's true it's no lie there (laughs) all right well thank you so much aaron I usually end quest friends episodes on a cliffhanger mm. and I, I think I've, I think I figured it out since I've already mentioned what I think our next Halloween special is going to be. We see the, the gate closing as the goblins scream in the background. Hank opens up the garage door, just the old sl- open up. He takes the Lightbringer gauntlet, throws it to the side, opens the door to the house, you know, hugs his spouse, gives him a kiss. The kids aren't home yet. He goes grabs some cosmic hell kibble for for the dog, for Helio. And as he does all that, he goes, he sits down, takes out his his earbuds as his spouse is like, oh, how was your day? And he says, oh, you know, it was pretty good, but uh, uh feeling a bit more tired than usual. And his nose sniffles <sighs> as a little bit of cold like dew emerges from the bottom of his nose and that is our clipping. <laughs> see you next year <laughs>